1: It's Saturday on the OBR Film Breakdown. It's myself and Andrew Spade going through the Deshaun Watson shoulder injury, which if you pay attention to the news around practice, injury reports, all of that is a bit more concerning, especially, again, on a Friday than we've been led to believe at this point. So we will cover that, what his status will be for the game, whether DTR is going to play. And then lastly, at the end, you'll get some college Pick 'em and NFL pick 'em as we're going to switch up a little bit of how we cover the weekend's sports content here at the OBR film breakdown. So that's a fun angle. Picking games, talking through which ones that matter, all of that alongside the latest news out of Berea. Let's get going on the latest OBR film breakdown. All right, guys, welcome into your Saturday show. We aim to uh, try to record this after uh, the most important pieces of news come out for the day. Typically, that's the injury report for both teams because the Friday practices are pretty important for indicating who's going to play and who's not. You don't always get the the true scope of what their status is, even if they're listed as doubtful, questionable, whatever. But at least we are able to provide that for you. So big piece of news today is that it seems like Deshaun Watson has been working in uh, reverse, It is not getting any better with his shoulder to the point that now we see today live footage him throwing a couple of lobbed throws where it just doesn't look like he can throw very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and he's telling people like Mary Kay Cabot that he thinks he'll be fine and he thinks he's going to play. Kevin Stefanski says hopeful. This changes the entire scope of every discussion we've had about the game this week. Obviously, there's been like this downplaying of the shoulder being an issue. People tried to peg it as this like rest scenario earlier in the week because. Uh, whatever I don't know what they tried to mentally trick themselves into but your quarterback sitting out of anything at age 28 because of an arm is never normal it's never something that you should gloss over that means that he took a hit it means that he either woke up or left the game on Sunday feeling sore and we didn't get to see it it's not like we saw his press conference like with ice wrapped around his shoulder or anything but he uh, clearly from the time he left on Sunday in Cleveland to, when did they come back? What, Wednesday? There was something going on, and his, his shoulder is, is really bothering him. We saw him walk away, talk to trainers for a little bit. There's something going on here because he did not really participate to the level of, of anywhere near full in practice, which would be a big problem. So uh, the scope of the change here, Andrew, I'll open it up to you, man, and we can kind of go and talk about the rest of the injury report after that. But this change is pretty much everything you would anticipate about this football game
2: yeah it's it's a as big a piece of Friday news as you can get um obviously the browns are playing it close to the vest calling him questionable and Stefanski said in his press conference that he was hopeful that um Watson would be able to play he also did confirm that it was that uh that designed run on uh on a second and six in the third quarter against the titans um where he sustained, sustained pardon me sustained the injury so um you know I think that meshes with the the most I mean he was taking hits throughout that game as you have pointed out a few times Jake but that's the that's the play where he took a real direct shot right to the right shoulder um and he didn't really seem to react in the moment but it's one of those things that you know maybe there's some sort of uh you know bruising or you know a partial tear or something in there I mean we're we're speculating now obviously but um I think the the way the Browns have played these sorts of injuries in the past with with key contributors is that they use this questionable designation to create uncertainty for the other team. But they're um and and I think they're hoping obviously with with rest and ice and you know I'm sure he's going to be getting treatment almost 24 uh, hours a day between now and Sunday in the hopes that he can go because you've got two two and one football teams coming in. The Browns have a bye next week, so if they can get Watson on the field, they're going to do it. But I think it's notable the way they've handled this, Jake, to your point, that uh, he has not thrown publicly at all, barely. And today, the day where you would expect him to start ramping up for Sunday, he didn't throw any during the public sessions. It's the sort of thing where if he could throw, you'd think that they would have him do it during the public sessions to give the impression that he's going to be able to play to keep that uncertainty on the Ravens' standpoint. The fact that he can't even throw for the warm-ups, to me, tells – tells me that he's unlikely to play on Sunday. That's my current expectation that they'll they'll be forced to to play the the rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson and and elevate PJ Walker from the practice squad. That's where I think this is going, but that's obviously speculation on my part.
1: Well, I mean, we can't do anything other than speculate at this point because it just has been brushed off and kind of put to the side. But now we see, like you said, the, the the huge thing here is not being able to throw when you know the cameras are there, and that's exactly. obviously going to play a big ripple effect into what you know the other team is seeing, how the approach is from their side. So, it, it, listen, this couldn't be a worse game, in my opinion, for Dwayne Thompson Robinson to start because that's right. You know, Baltimore does a lot of mug fronts they get after. They're not they're not the old Wink Martindale days where they would just play. Uh, balls to the wall type stuff here, where they would have no, you know, protection behind them, and send seven and say, "Hey, you four, just man up!" and even sometimes leaving one guy uncovered, just to, just a to mess with the quarterback set. But they're still doing it. I think they're right behind the Browns in, in man-to-man coverage rate, right? so they're they're more than willing to even down Marlon Humphrey uh, and, and Rocky. sin has been a little banged up too. Like their cornerback situation's not ideal, but it doesn't change their attitude, the way they go about defense, the aggressive nature that they play with. So. I think the thing that I've noticed that the Browns offense has struggled with more than anything else, some of those third downs where they don't feel like moving anybody, don't feel like motioning anyone and put themselves in static situations and leave themselves in really tough to, to create separation type moments. So I don't know, man, it's not a great Dorian Thompson Robinson game to start. Not that there are many of those in the NFL with the defenses (laughs) these days and the athleticism, but I just, I don't like it. I don't like any of the direction we're headed here. I, I, I think Watson telling, Mary Kay that he he plans to play. I don't listen. I think Deshaun does a lot of things really well. I don't think natural zip is his thing. Like if he's bang if he's banged up, right. Especially on that throwing shoulder. So uh, a lot of reasons for some, some uh, doubt, right. So some, some, ne- not negativity necessarily, no. but just a lot of skepticism about how they'll be able to handle that whole thing. Because it's, I, you can, you can, I, I'm just seeing a bunch of excuses everywhere, which drives me nuts. Yes. Like, well, he's not throwing this week because He's, you know, whatever, whatever, like they're giving him rest. No, you don't give this guy rest Like and expect him to just show up. on. I'm, I'm sorry, but Deshaun Watson has not been good enough to be able to just not practice all week and expect him to show up and light up the Ravens. So you can spin it whatever way you want to spin it, but this is a massive problem.
2: The, the two options here in my mind are that uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson starts, makes his first career start against a really good Ravens defense, which is, as you pointed out, not what you want. Or a, a fairly, fairly to seriously limited version of Deshaun Watson plays against the Ravens, which is also not what you want. Um, you know, because not only is his arm talent going to be limited, uh, I think pretty obviously based on the way this practice week has gone, but you can't exactly put a bunch of run game stuff in for him if if the whole problem is that he's getting blasted when he has a quarterback keeper. So, in a way, Jake, I, I almost wonder if the best case scenario here for the Browns is to try and. Go with the rookie and and go run heavy uh, because the Ravens haven't been great at defending that. The Colts were able to to run the ball occasionally, you know, last week um, and and came up with some some good aggregate numbers because they just stuck with it over the course of the game. And and we know from the preseason that Dorian Thompson Robinson has NFL athleticism and elusiveness, so uh, that that might be the the path forward. As, as much as there is a path forward in this sort of a situation, because I, I think. As, as, I mean, to me, I, I guess, I, sh- I want to ask if you agree with this. It feels like, regardless, there's no scenario now uh, as a Friday afternoon where uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be healthy uh, on Sunday. I, I that, that doesn't seem possible to me. If he was healthy, he would have been throwing and practicing like normal today, right? Yeah, he would have been. I right. mean, there, there's no.
1: I don't know what it is. If it's like, if it's something that they think like continually doing it. I I don't know. Again, you and I are doing a lot of conjecture here because we have no choice but to do conjecture in the nature of the situation. But if it's something they think he can just show up and play and you can like tolerate the discomfort for a couple hours and get away with it. That's one thing. I I don't know if this is like, you know, you get a dead arm. Maybe he took a stinger on that thing Mm -hmm. because of the hit. If you watch it, it's a gnarly hit. It's an impact and something that's driving me nuts. You alluded to it. He's taking unnecessary hits all the time. And like, He's playing the counterpart of the opposite end of that spectrum, where Lamar Jackson seems to never get squared up. Yep. Even though Lamar's dealt with soft tissue injuries the past few years, he doesn't take big hits. Whereas I feel like, like Watson's taking big hits all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Like even on times when he should be throwing it away sooner, he's like taking these really random body shots on balls that he's holding on to too long. So. I mean, to your general, your original question there, like this is not normal. Right. And no matter what way you want to spin it, it's not, it's not a good, it's not good. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like, ah. I guess what I'm saying is no one's saying it's good. It's not just something you can brush off is my point. It changes, Andrew, it changes the entire way I feel about the game. I had a lot of confidence this week because I thought their roster is better and there's like, a chance this offense was upticking and i yep. just felt like they're in the right place and we'll talk about the ravens injury list in just a moment because mm-hmm. the browns don't really have one outside of this watson right. issue um th- but this changes everything because again like i like dtr and we have all liked him but it takes one half of watching a rookie who's overwhelmed to to, to remember this is a rookie who's overwhelmed yep. in, in a game of this magnitude yep. so i just think that there's a little bit of like, ah, DTR can come in and be fine because we saw him play in the Hall of Fame game and that worked out great. You know, like right. it's like right. hey, let's pump the let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. You know, yeah. so I don't it's hard. It changes. I just I'm so bummed that on Friday yeah. afternoon we have to rethink how we've thought about this game for uh the entire entirety of the week because we haven't had any, I guess maybe we should have had a better idea. And I, I guess that that's the thing, right? You know,
2: it, it, I, that's why we, you mentioned at the top, this, this is why we try and get this Friday injury stuff all sorted out before we record this podcast, because there's there's no point in doing this when all of a sudden somebody you weren't expecting pops on that report and it's a it's a critical piece. And so this is exactly that scenario where him taking some time off Wednesday and Thursday, understandable, missing from what we can tell the entire practice on Friday, uh, that is bad news, and so it does change the way that you think about it. And so, you know, like I said, it's it's either that DTR is starting or Watson is playing in a limited capacity physically because he can't do the things that you need him to do as as a as a quarterback against you know uh, as I keep saying a really good defense. So yeah, it, it changes the entire complexion of the game. It's going to you know it's going to be it sounds like it's going to be one of those waiting situations where you know they're probably if they do rule him out, it's not going to happen until Sunday morning 11 o'clock so we'll be on the hook for this for the next uh, you know 36 hours or so until that uh, that news break so um yeah it's 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 not exactly what you what you want to have happen on a on a friday so like you said there's there's a lot on the the Ravens side that i can run through um odell beckham and rashad bateman both didn't practice again ronnie stanley after practicing wednesday and thursday in a limited capacity did not practice today uh, Adafe Owe and uh, David Ajabo also did not practice, and Marlon Humphrey didn't practice. So um, we haven't seen the the team official injury report, but it's possible some or all of those players will be ruled out for the Ravens. Uh, so they're they, you know they're banged up across the roster. No update on Tyler Linderbaum, so I expect he might be able to get out there. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big injury report for the for the uh, Ravens and uh you know kyle hamilton was the other one that was that was questionable and marcus williams both of those guys were not mentioned by uh jeff Srebeck, the guy who i'm you know the athletic reporter so it, mm-hmm. it it seems like you know some of those the safeties might be back maybe the center's back but they're still going to be missing quite a few pieces um so yeah i i, I it's, it's going to be both teams banged up but only one team has an issue with their quarterback and, yeah that's and, the thing so
1: yeah. those are six meaningful players for right. the ravens that are not going to play i mean ronnie Stanley. talking yesterday's guest talking about ken was talking about how he was just really bad the week the first week so seeing him and i think patrick mccari is the the guy who's playing left tackle it's not really a difference but still ronnie stanley you imagine him at peak powers is really tough but nonetheless six players that matter for them but it's not their quarterback (laughs) and you take lamar jackson off of the ravens it changes the scope of everything Mm -hmm. which is what you and i were really hopeful would happen this offseason but Somehow the NFL decided to just let him stay there. So um, that's, uh, you know, we're not still bitter about that in any way, shape or form. <laughs> but um, yeah, so six players that matter for the Ravens, right? Um, you know, the Browns are, are only dealing with one, but the scope of that one and like, you know, to me having Dorian Thompson Robinson talk to the media today, like yep. get a chance to talk to them and then answering a lot of guys are answering questions on the, it just feels like he's going to play. It's, it's yeah. It feels like it's headed that direction. Like you said, it wouldn't be announced until a a huge Adam Schefter or somebody Tom Pellicero tweet it at 11 o'clock on Sunday. But I would, you know, start to work your mind mentally around the idea that you're not going to see Deshaun Watson. And and if you do, there's a chance the day ends early for him because he, he mm-hmm. can't physically do what he's expecting to be able to do. And against this team, you have to anticipate it is a team that plays really aggressive, really fast. Yeah. And um, they're going to require you to think. And uh, that's, that's not great. That's not great. I'm not trying to scare you, give you the spookies here yep. on their on your Saturday morning, but this is uh, the reality of the situation. It's not uh, exactly what you want to hear, man. It's really, it's really tough. It's really a big, yeah. bummer.
2: One, one, one last little mechanical thing. Uh, if they decide to try and go with Watson, this is a scenario where you could see the third quarterback rule come into play, right? Because yep. they could put PJ Walker on the, the active roster, elevate him. And then, you know, he's, he's then becomes, you know, that third quarterback that would only come in in the event that the first two guys couldn't go. You couldn't, you couldn't switch him. So, you know, um, you, you, wouldn't be able to go to him if DTR was struggling, but if, you know, if they just wanted him as an injury backup, that's where you could use that third quarterback rule. So yeah. that helps a little bit, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a real bummer because this was supposed to be the measuring stick game for this offense. It is still going to be a measuring stick game for this defense. Uh, but you know, if they hold the Ravens to 10 points, but the offense can't score, then, you know, like, are we, how excited can you even get about that? Because, yep. you know, you hope that the bye week is enough to get them healthy, but this definitely, it, it throws this season into question for sure. And so um, it, it's, yeah, it's bad news. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in the week that there was that moment during Sunday's game against the Titans where it seemed like, uh, Watson maybe was going to leave and he had played pretty poorly up to that point, And so it almost felt like, well, let's see what the rookie has. And then Watson didn't leave and had, you know, his best second half as a Brown culminating in his best game as a Brown. And for this to happen right after that, it just, it feels like there's no good options for the team going forward and and uh, maybe we're overreacting. Hopefully we're overreacting and, and they are managing this and he'll be able to play and play well on sunday but like you said i think it's about shaping expectations and my expectations are are low for this
1: quarterbacks and shoulder injuries never vibe man even your off shoulder <laughs> you've seen it right but if it's your throwing shoulder in any way shape or form it is it is definitely a reason to be very pessimistic about a situation so there's nothing else you can expect because again you don't have any evidence to the contrary now if he goes out there and plays and looks normal then we'll put it to bed but what evidence do we have? We have not seen him throw this week, and we saw him throw two really, really short arm like fade routes and half speed that didn't look comfortable. And after the second one, he threw it and went to the trainer. Like this is he's wearing a sleeve on the arm. Something's off, man. Something's off here, and it hasn't progressed the way maybe they hope throughout the week, and that is cause for concern. And it just makes you kind of frustrated about the recklessness by which you play when Great you're point. getting hit like this, man. Like Great it point. just. Like no first down in the first sixteen weeks of the season is worth sacrificing your entire body to do it as a quarterback when you're when you're that important, so you know whatever i don't I don't wanna spend time like blaming somebody here, but I just think he's been kind of careless about the way his his body's being hit uh throughout these first few weeks, and I'm not surprised at all to see this is the situation they've run into, so anyway, all right, that's it there's nothing else around the game. we don't know anything else about practice, so enlightening you guys on really who is. Uh, Who is healthy and who is not and what the injury report looks like is the main goal of these Saturday pods. And then when we come back from break, you're going to hear from our sponsors. Then we're going to talk about some college ball slate in the NFL and um, we'll get out of here. Nice little quick Saturday podcast for you. So we'll be right back.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform. at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product
0: availability and fast delivery. Call, com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, Comedy and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So, why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats' view. Again, create that account. Redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com. It is GameTime.co. But I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon, using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so we are going to do a different spin on our Saturday football conversation. We're going to talk, as the season wears on, and you start to get a clearer picture of where the Browns might be drafting and prospects as you know, that stuff takes shape. We'll dig into that stuff. But here in the early portion, I want to highlight the important games and we're just going to pick them. We're going to have fun and see which one of us can get more of these right. Uh, and a little, like, I guess it's just a bit, we're not doing the spread. We're just doing a straight up pick them for them here, Andrew. So Great. the Friday, the Friday night slate is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, these games will have already happened. So you can judge us accordingly. When listening to this, <laughs> Louisville plays NC state. Um, yeah. Louisville is a word that I could say different than other people. So I don't know. Hopefully I got that right.
2: That's awesome. Um,
1: all right, good. Right on. Uh, they have a nice little running back there. Who's uh, this, this is Jawar Jordan. Who's, who's had a nice start to the season. They're four and they play at NC state. Who's three and one, We know, we're, uh, uh, you know, sort of fond or, or I guess we lean toward NC state because of their quarterback, but this is uh, an interesting one. Are you taking Louisville or NC state in this one? Give me Louisville. Okay, I'll take NC State. I right. feel like um, the home uh, angle here, and maybe a little uh, Jack Plummer, the transfer, the Louisville quarterback, is is uh, he's destined to come back down to earth, folks. All right, he's off mm-hmm. to a hot start. All right, made that up. Who knows? But I feel like <laughs> NC State wins. The fun one is Utah Oregon State. That yeah. is a, a battle of two pretty good teams. Now I know Oregon State just uh, just was beat by Washington State, who's off to a really hot start. But that was a close game. Thirty-eight thirty-five was the score of that one um but again corvallis is different man and mm-hmm. i i think this is a, a chance to be a really fun friday night contest if you're into some college ball so uh go, i'll pick first on this one i'm going to go the thing is i don't know if utah's uh what's his name the 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 veteran quarterback is he back yet
2: i don't um,
1: know either. i i don't know i don't i don't I actually don't think is yeah cam rising still out yeah so i at least he didn't play last week if if this tells you how serious we're doing. Our preparation for this, this is more mm. fun than anything else. I'm going to go Oregon State at home. I feel like the home environment is going to be um, a difference maker in this one.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a night night home game on a Friday night. People are going to be pretty fired up there in Corvallis. So I think uh, Oregon State gets it done.
1: Okay, Cincinnati, BYU. We're not going to do all of them, but the Friday night slate I want to do. Yeah, uh, it's, a, a it's a fun games.
2: slate. Yeah. Um, You know what? I'll take the road team. I'll, I'll Give me the Bearcats
1: okay i'm gonna take i guess keaton slavis i feel like he's been around forever yes at this
2: point mm-hmm.
1: um he's the byu quarterback um i'll take i'll take byu we'll go that route so we we'll right. split them up there all right uh pretty funny thing <laughs> did you hear about penn state not playing any music I in did. their practices because they're preparing yeah. for the 17,000 fans on average yeah. at northwestern yeah that's pretty funny um yeah
2: just the sound of of people yawning is what they were yes. playing on the speakers
1: yeah, I think they're like uh, students in the stands reading some books and things yeah. of that. Um, <laughs> right, go out and for bagels.
2: T- yeah, ba- delicious bagels.
1: You know, I, are you a bagel sandwich guy? Like, oh, absolutely. Like the, okay, yeah, maybe yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, that's why
2: I said it because the I have fond memories of going to a bagel place in Evanston. That's what was in my head. Love it.
1: All right, Kentucky hosts Florida, three and one. Florida coming off a big Tennessee win recently. Kentucky. 4 and 0. I mean they 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 haven't gotten into any real games yet. I mean Kentucky yeah. so far this year is best competition is probably Vanderbilt, the 45-28 in them. So they have Florida this week and Georgia in their next one. I feel like this is um Kentucky's they're they're pesky. They they're just mm-hmm. well coached. Yep. Um you know with uh with Stoop. So I, I I think I'll go but I still think I'm going to go Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Florida in that one. What are you taking? Uh Kentucky's
2: laying one point by the yeah, way. Yeah, I see that. It's almost a pick'em. So yeah, give me the give me the Wildcats. Okay, good stuff. Clemson
1: two and two. Clemson travels to four and zero Syracuse. They mm. are getting uh, they are giving seven points, mm-hmm. but it's at least interesting. Syracuse, I think Syracuse gave them a really good game last year, mm-hmm. if I recall. And Syracuse um, has had a, a pretty nice start to the year. Like I said, four and zero. They 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 beat Purdue at Purdue. Uh, this is an interesting one, and boy, would it put the 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 folks in Clemson in a panic, uh, like a real panic, if they lost this one. I'll still go Clemson, but um you know we can incorporate the lines. It gets a little bit more fun if we incorporate <laughs> the lines. Guys, we're doing this on the fly. All right, so this was the first one that we're going to incorporate yeah, the lines. Yeah. I'm going to say Clemson wins by ten. So yeah, we'll I'll, take, I'll take
2: the touchdown if Syracuse is at
1: home. Why not? Okay, there you go. We're going to revisit these next week, just okay, for the record great. for everyone. Um, all right, Georgia travels to three and one Auburn. In case you didn't know, Auburn recently lost to Texas A and M last week, 27-10. Apparently, te- Texas A and M still does win games. So shout out to to Mike, uh, you know our our loyal, uh, I, the only Texas AM person I've ever met. Correct, got to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- which would probably hold true for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so Georgia is laying 14 fourteen and a half at Auburn. Georgia coming off of a win a tough win over South Carolina last week. I think I like Auburn in the 14 and a half. I think, I think I'm going to take the two touchdowns at home.
2: Okay. Well, I, I was planning on laying the points, so I'm not trying to be opposite, but yeah, I will lay those All points. Right. I love it. All right.
1: Nebraska two and two mm-hmm. coming off of a rough start to the year, but they recently beat two juggernauts in North Illinois and Louisiana tech. Yep. Get right, so
2: games.
1: yeah, they, they need, <laughs> yeah. they need it. Yeah, yeah, um. Yeah. So they are hosting uh, Michigan, I, I hope I said that right. Um so laying laying 18 points is Michigan. I am gonna take Michigan to win by three touchdowns. What about you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think you you could Michigan can name their number in this one. I just don't think Nebraska's got it.
1: Okay, good stuff. Kansas this is a fun one. Number twenty four, yeah. Kansas, who yeah. who I think the last time they went to Texas beat them, mm-hmm. if I recall. Mm-hmm. They traveled to Texas. It's a three thirty kick. Texas is laying sixteen and a half. Yep. I gotta say, Andrew, I feel like Kansas is the play here okay they're gonna lose i wouldn't pick them but i think right. i think it's like a 13 point texas win like something like a okay. 38
2: close close 25 to late, and then they pull away yeah yeah yeah
1: all right who what do you what are do you doing on that uh
2: one? i'll I'll lay the points with texas i i think that there's texas seems like a they've got it kind of figured out on offense uh finally so i i i think what kansas is doing is cool you know that head coach lance leopold is getting linked to the michigan state job which would be Shout out D three ball. Yeah. I mean, that would be a really big step for him. And, uh, you know, he was I, whitewater guy, right? Were you yes. up near
1: whitewater for a while or not? Was that close uh, no, to that's,
2: that's like between, uh, Milwaukee and Madison, but, mm, um, okay, but yeah, they, he was up there for a long time and, uh, kind of proved that he could do it. Then he went to Buffalo and, and now he's at Kansas. So the next logical step is like a, a power five contender. Uh, I think it'd be a, a good gift for Michigan state, honestly, good, some stability yeah. after what's been yeah. going on there. Um, So I'm excited about that. Yeah, like you said, he's got Wisconsin roots, so he can, you know, you can recruit that that area well. So, um, I I, but having said all of that, I think Texas, to to me, Texas is in the national championship conversation uh, with the way they've got that quarterback playing. So I'll lay the points. Having said that, yeah, (laughs) I don't care about them winning that game. All right, um,
1: yeah, that'd be great for Michigan State. I know they've kind of been flirting with Heartline too, but but yeah, that would be a really good Um Six o'clock, LSU, Ole Miss, two, three, and one teams. Ole Miss coming off last week. I really thought they were going to beat Alabama, um, but going to Alabama yeah. a little bit, a little bit of a tall Couldn't task for them. Couldn't get it done. Offense laid an egg in that one. They um, they host an LSU team who's, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of figured some things out since that really big clunker to yeah. open the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I LSU's laying two and a half. I think LSU wins by a field goal, maybe more. I don't really don't like this LSD or the, the Ole Miss quarterback situation. Yeah. I am not a believer. I'm not a yeah. believer. Uh
2: I will take Ole Miss just because I, okay. I can't get behind Brian Kelly ever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean yeah, that's an angle I should always consider. Um we're not going to do Oregon Stanford that's not in any way fun. Uh let's see. Notre Dame Duke is fun. It is. Notre Dame coming off of the emotional number 11 Notre Dame 17 Duke Duke is 4-0. Mm-hmm. Following Duke's opening win over Clemson, they have beat Lafayette, they beat Northwestern pretty handedly and they beat Yukon pretty handedly. They're they're uh they're real here. I don't yeah. know how real. This is a good barometer game and one that if Notre Dame is having a hangover, yep. following the that was one of the most exciting finishes of a football game, man. Yes. um that you will see. So yeah. It's Notre Dame five and a half mm-hmm. on the road at Duke.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who? Well, yeah. I'll let you pick this one first. Who, which way are you going?
2: I want the points. Um, I, I think road road environment night game. It's going to be you know intense, and I think uh, I think you know this is a situation where you to me you, you take the quarterback you like better, and I like Riley Leonard better.
1: I think I'm going to go I'm uh, join you. I don't like joining. Mm-hmm. We, we got to be a little different on these every now and again, but yeah. that one is, uh, yeah. is 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 a game. I like Duke as well. All right. Tennessee hosts three and one Tennessee hosts two and two South Carolina, Tennessee laying 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't really like this Tennessee team very much. I actually think I really would like to take South Carolina and 11 and a half.
2: Yeah, I, I, this is one. I don't, I watched South Carolina a little bit last week. I don't have a great feel for either of these teams um, other than Tennessee kind of blowing that opportunity to go into Florida and win uh so yeah i i i we are agreeing too much all of a sudden but yeah give me the points <laughs> all right good deal
1: um pittsburgh virginia tech are both one and three that's sad can't that pick that be, can't, can't pick that one but three and one west virginia three and one tcu west virginia sure. ironically um has had a, a nice rebound since their penn state lost and i think that penn state team is really good yeah so there's no shame in that loss at penn state but we get um let me see let me make sure i get the line right on this one so if they're at TCU, who's obviously their only loss is the Colorado opener, it is TCU laying 13 and a half.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. You go first on this one. Uh, I want the Mountaineers. All right. They changed Fair. quarterbacks. I'm still not a believer in TCU. Yeah.
1: Man, I don't know. Night game TCU. I don't mm-hmm. love it. I don't love th- giving that many points, but I'll take TCU. So they can right. better win like, I don't know, 34. 34- 20, something like that okay great, huh? uh alabama goes to mississippi state really mm-hmm. wish mississippi state was more relevant because that is a really raucous yeah um away environment they have lost two recent games mississippi state mm-hmm. to lsu um at home they lost 41 14 and then they went to south carolina and lost 37 to 30 they have a, a pretty experienced quarterback so that helps but it doesn't quite feel like they have enough here uh, between will rogers and some of them to beat alabama alabama is laying 14 and a half though so I, I don't think mississippi state wins mm-hmm. but i feel like they lose the alabama's offense is not good enough to, yep. to, to cover these sorts of things so i'm going to take mississippi state to cover wouldn't pick them though
2: yeah i was looking at that and um it does feel that way generally but i also think alabama has the the sort of setup that they can put away teams late uh you know by running the ball so i will actually lay the points here Love it. All right, good deal. I am going to
1: um, go throw this bonus one on Arizona-Washington, partly because I want people to watch Romo Dunze, the wide mm-hmm. receiver for Washington, who I think is fun. Arizona has the only loss on their slate has been that Mississippi State loss by a touchdown at Mississippi State. And I really like their quarterback, that Jaden Delore kid. He is a nice player. So this is a chance, even though the spread is, is pretty chunky, I think it's Washington is laying like 18 and a half. That's right. Uh, it has a chance to be a game, which I'm giving you the answer of what my pick is. I think mm-hmm. Washington wins, but I think they win by 17, so I will take Arizona.
2: Yeah. Uh, normally when I do this stuff, I do tend to favor taking the points, but it's I have not picked college games in a while, uh, and I, I'm laying a lot more points than I normally would. But, yeah, I'll lay the points here. All right, we're going to switch over to the NFL, and we're going to do the same
1: thing. We're going to honor your picks in your – column okay let's do the nfl let's just let's just make it a saturday pick show this This one i'm prepared for (laughs) oh yeah baby all right here we go so we're just going to go down the slate as they're laid out here and i don't know if it's going to match up perfectly with yours andrew but it'll be fun to go through each game so falcons at jags the jags are laying three i don't i don't want you to answer first because you've thought through these i'll just do it on the fly and then you can give your more calculated answer i am Mm going to go I feel like the Falcons cover that and lose, maybe lose close, but I like I like taking the points uh, in, in Atlanta here because the Jags are sort of a mess right now.
2: Yeah, if this was, uh, you know, and it's a London game. Yeah, that's the and that to me that's the thing. The Jaguars do this every year, so that's yeah. the angle I've got here is that the Jaguars are used to going overseas,
1: weathered as we would call. That's them. right. Yeah,
2: yes, so they have been there and done that, much to their chagrin. So I've got the Jags minus three. The other the other angle on this is the quarterback matchup. You're, yes, you're taking is. you're taking Desmond Ritter to hang tight with Trevor Lawrence. And I know that Lawrence has underperformed so far this year, but I think this is one of those games where he just kind of beats the other team in a submission. What's uh, what's the
1: Jags record on their trips over? Do you have that like what? I don't have recently? that handy. No, I, I don't. Okay. I, I don't do
2: that deep of a dive into things. For... <laughs> I,
1: I feel like they 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 want a game. They shouldn't have won, And then they lost when they mm-hmm. should have won. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's great analysis for me. Uh, so Bill's Dolphins and the Humdinger of the weekend. I, I know we usually do the ticket game, too, which is a fun one. This one is not the most expensive ticket on the slate right now. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, maybe the weather. But the weather looks like it's going to be actually pretty comfortable for this game. So um, it is Buffalo Lang two and a half. I actually forgot. Sorry, it's not in Miami. I was thinking right. it was going to be a little a uh, little warmer down there. Um, so, yeah, Buffalo at home laying two and a half. I gotta ride the Dolphins heater. I'm taking Miami. I'm, take, I'm taking them in the points. Yeah, I don't know how I, you don't take them in the points right now.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's actually that's the strongest argument to lay the two and a half with the Bills is that, you know, typically when things look obvious, they aren't. But um, sure. Uh, that's that has been my angle is that the, the uh, entire NFL is sleeping on how good Miami is because they don't want to believe it for some reason. Uh, that seems yeah. to be the case. Uh, it's not about the 70 points last week. It's just about what Mike McDaniel's doing with the scheme and how everybody is struggling to figure it out, even Bill Belichick. So um, I know that the Bills have looked better defensively the last two weeks, but it's the Raiders and then the Commanders. So yeah, I think the Dolphins are going to light the Bills up. I really do. I like that one here's a lot.
1: A, here's a stat for you. Dolphins are the 12th team in the last 20 years to be 3-0 and straight up against the spread um this year so they're three zero in those scenarios and be listed as an underdog in their fourth game yep the previous 11 teams went two and nine straight up and three and eight against the spread that is a, a good strat.
2: that's a good stat so very good
1: um you know bet accordingly maybe yep. you should take the bills but i still feel like the dolphins are just doing some uncharacteristically wild stuff on offense mm-hmm. and your point about the two defenses they've played so maybe they're going to be one of the they're going to uptick that and make it a yeah. three and nine number jordan poyer's
2: not playing you know so
1: yeah, it matters. He's very yeah. good. So mm-hmm. next one is the toilet bowl. You get Bears-Broncos. You get uh, Denver laying three and a half. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears are in shambles, and yes. I think it's going to be a really uncomfortable situation at home. And as much as I like the chaos bomb that would be of the Broncos losing this game, I actually think the Broncos win. But however, mm. I think they win by a field goal. So mm. I think I'm taking the Bears and three and a half.
2: Uh, yep. I, I took the Bears and the points as well because it is over that key number. That's the main thing. I don't really know how you handicap this game. I, the only unit of the four that I like is the Broncos offense has been okay. Uh, yep. So the Bears defense has been really bad. But then you think about how bad the Broncos defense is, and you get Justin Fields at home, desperate to kind of make a play. He is a playmaker. I think this is maybe the game where you know he kind of carries them to a win, staves off disaster in Chicago. Okay.
1: All right. Browns Ravens, which is at Cleveland league one and a half right now.
2: Yeah. It's jumped all over I, the place.
1: I can't, I can't trust it. If you, if Watson's not playing and you're yeah. getting like a 50% version of him, I have to take Baltimore. I, I do. I'm For sorry. Sure. folks, For sure. but Yeah. The injury that matters there. So I, yeah, I there was, there was it. a
2: point this week where it was up to three and yeah. having the Ravens plus three, you'd feel really good, frankly, because even if Watson was healthy, I think you would have to expect this would be a tight game uh, with Watson injured. Uh, it's got to be even tighter, even potentially flipping to the Ravens. So, yeah, the, the game was off the board for a while, got down to as low as a pick em. It's back up to between one and two, Browns uh, favored by one or two. So, yeah, I've got the Ravens as well just because of the uncertainty. Okay, next is Bengals-Titans. Yep. And, you
1: know, logically you'd think Bengals would, would win this game based on our just recent viewing of the Titans, but this is the Bengals going to Tennessee. Yes. Who play pretty well at home. And they're on, and, and they're on a short week. So, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take the Titans and the points at home on this one.
2: Yeah, this line is interesting. Opened at Bengals minus four and a half. Now it's down to Titans uh, plus two and a half. Or I said that the most confusing way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's tightened. Sure it's tightened by two points is the point. And so, uh, <laughs> um, the yeah, I I like. I would love to get a field goal here. Maybe it bumps back up to a field goal before game time. Uh, yeah. But I've got the Titans as well. Okay, Colts
1: host the one and two Rams. Also, the Rams coming off of a a similarly short week yep. uh, traveling. I don't know if the Rams went home. I haven't paid close enough. They, they did. Ooh. Yeah. So traveling across time zones again, it feels yep. like it's going to be another Gardner Minshew game. Um, uh, Richardson's playing. Is he playing? Okay, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Uh, Well, it's an even pick them, which yep. is interesting. Yep. I think I'm going to go with the home team not traveling from left to right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the route I'll go.
2: Yep. Yeah, this this is another line. Obviously it has bounced all over the place. Uh now that Richardson has been announced in, it's settled at a Colts minus one. Okay. Uh but it, at points it was in my column that I wrote, you know, last night, it, it's at Colts plus one. So it at the proof to how much it's bounced around. I'm with you. I like the Colts here. They were good enough with Minshew. Mm-hmm. Uh Rich so the Richardson return is all upside as far as I can tell. So um yep. and, and that. I, you know, I think the Rams' offense overachieved at the beginning of the season, and now they had that kind of backed reality game against the Bengals. I, the Colts' defense isn't terrible. They gave the Ravens oh, some fits.
1: They're tough up front,
2: man. Yeah. I mean, two defensive tackles that play the run as well as anybody, and yep. then you just
1: kind of I know they're shorthanded a little bit at corner, but they're coached up well. And uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be frisky. So I, I, mm-hmm. I think I could trust the Colts more to be a bit more predictable. We're on there. the right
2: side of what every game, except for Falcons Jag so far are yeah, on the same great. side, rather. Yeah. Just
1: an agreement segment is what we're doing for you guys. Um, <laughs> just two all guys right. shaking hands vigorously. Yes. For, just for 20 minutes, yep. uh, saints and bucks saints, is this Jameis Winston? Is that is that unconfirmed we're going as here? of yet? That's just great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Saints host the Buck. Listen, even back in the Brady days, the Bucks never played well in New Orleans. That was like their mm-hmm. kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And it's it's New Orleans minus three and a half. The the, the quarterback thing is is interesting um, because boy, do the Bucks know Jameis Winston really really well mm-hmm. from all those years of exposure to him. Um, I I I think. I think I'm going to take New Orleans. I, no. I think that there's an unraveling of the of this like uh, sort of air quote Cinderella story offense for the Bucks here that is going yeah. to keep happening because the Saints defense is playing good ball. So yeah. Saints have a would, top ten they,
2: defense. Baker Mayfield is bad. That's the scouting yeah. report on this one.
1: Well, you know, the, the, there's a fun two week story. So yeah. um, laying three. Yeah, I'm going to take New Orleans. Are you taking the same thing? Are We still doing this? We are still doing this. Yep. It's great. <laughs> it's a great segment. All uh-huh. right, the Eagles uh, host the Commanders. Two and one, Commanders. Eagles three now The Commanders have played the Eagles tough in recent years. I think they beat them in Philly last year, if I recall. Um, it was a it was a pretty big upset. It was a home, maybe at home. I don't know, but I know they beat them in an upset uh, in in, in uh, twenty two. Boy, Sam Howell is is the guy we thought he was. The Eagles are playing good ball, but this smells like a letdown. Not a letdown in a loss, but a letdown in a closer game than ESPN has it as a, a uh, nine. A Philly giving nine. In this one, yeah. I, I think I am going to take the points, but obviously, still <laughs> trusting the Eagles to win. Do we do we do the same thing again? We sure
2: did, yeah. And oh, you nailed it, uh, Jake thirty two twenty one Washington in Philadelphia last November, so okay. uh, well spotted okay. by you. Yeah, nine points is just is awfully steep here. When the Eagles really have proven that, mostly right now, their offense runs through their run game. You got to like mm-hmm. the Commanders' front to kind of tamp that down a little bit, and uh, you kind of figure Sam Howell bounces back somewhat from last week, right? You hope, because that was really ugly. Vikings,
1: Panthers, 0 3 battle. Um, the Vikings are laying four and a half on the road. It seems like Bryce Young is back this week. Um, I'm gonna take Minnesota to cover the four and a half. Actually, All right. the Panthers team is bad. So we switched yeah. it up finally. Uh
2: Bryce Bryce Young is uh starting. I um I have the Panthers here. It's not. So this is. This is really more about the just the margin. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched, and I think it'll be a field goal game. So, okay, you know, I, I if if the Panthers win by a field goal, I win. If the Vikings win by a field goal, I win. So give me the four and a half.
1: Okay. Steelers travel to Houston to face the Texans. They're laying two and a half. I'm. I mean, C.J. Stroud could do the old folks here in Ohio a favor with this one.
2: Be a treat. And, I, it?
1: and I, I'm picking with my heart that mm-hmm. I think the Texans are going to sh- shock the Steelers here um so give me i don't you know i i i'm getting two and a half points on that as well so i'll take the texans in this one uh
2: yeah here we go again yeah i've got uh i've got the texans uh it's best you know it's kind of been between two and a half and three so Mm -hmm. um it's definitely one where you want the three but another one where the steelers opened up as bigger favorites four and a half point favorites and now it's down to two and a half point favorites so i think the you know, the, the market uh really likes the the Texans to keep it close, I think, is is the read. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if somehow the Texans can manage to keep C.J. Stroud clean, why can't they do this?
1: No, the, the fishing football, C.J. Stroud is ripping it, man. He is yeah. playing good ball. And, you know, Pittsburgh will do some exotic coverage stuff every now and again, but it's not that crazy. They just have to keep these two edge monsters out of dictating the course of the game. You know, that's what's changed. Two straight football games to 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 get Pittsburgh a win because the offense sure isn't doing it. Um, now we get to the four o'clock slate. I want to say two... one more thing about the Steelers. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, Just
2: it I it, it looking at them last week that Sunday night game against the Raiders. It the thing the vibe for the Steelers and maybe you've said this already. Maybe somebody else has said this. Maybe this isn't an original thought, but they mostly just feel like a team that goes dressed as Halloween all season long as a good team. Mm-hmm. So like regardless of how bad they are they just continue acting like they're on their way to going 13 and four and winning the AFC. Like my no- effect. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy how it's just their whole vibe from top to bottom is they talent wise are a six win team, but they carry themselves like a division winner. It's every
1: year. It's incredibly frustrating and annoying. And I hate every second of it.
2: And I'm just, I'm so like ready for them to be
1: bad. And it's yeah. like, Is it ever going to happen? And and it's like
2: more than that. I want I mean, yes, I want them to be bad. I also want them to act like they're bad (laughs) just once.
1: Yeah, that'd be great, too, to just, like, like lose games they should have won and things right. like
2: that. That'd be that'd be really great. And you know? and for, like, TJ watch to be like, yeah, this Kenny Pickett guy, I don't know, I'd like to see more. Not good. But, we yeah. saw
1: a little flash of that with Pickens after week one, but right. the defense saved him against the Browns, and then now they're the Raiders did the Raiders thing, and now they're they're quiet again. We need some dissension. That'd be great. I would love Pickens it. Pickens is a great plant for that sort of thing to happen. Mm, that's um, a good point. Four o'clock slate, Raiders, Chargers, it's in L.A. Apparently this will be a bigger Raiders home crowd than what we've seen for them in Las Vegas. Uh, the Chargers are giving five. I think the Raiders are absolutely terrible, and I think there's a chance they're unraveling at the seams here. So although the Chargers are giving five, and that's a decent amount of points, um, you know, with Jimmy's body situation, and he's beat up. I think that this is a Chargers touchdown win, so I will take the Chargers in this one.
2: I've got the Raiders plus the points here just because the Chargers defense is so bad mm-hmm. that, you know, they're going to let whomever they're playing back into the game late, I think.
1: Okay. All right. Patriots at Cowboys in a really um, uninspiring football game. Surprisingly, a very cheap ticket. No one Patriots don't draw many fans anymore as a road yeah. team. They've just really lost a lot of that. Uh, so Dallas is laying six and a half. Um, I think New England is annoying enough to keep that game close again. I'm all out on Mike McCarthy. I know I, it was a wild take before the season. Uh, i just i really think that dallas is going to have a really disappointing run here and i and i and i think it started with arizona and it's going to linger i think they they probably win this game but it's it's closer than it should be uh it is my point andrew so i will say uh patriots and the points in that one
2: yeah i like the patriots and the points here um from the standpoint that uh i think that the new england defense will be able to do some things to really frustrate the dallas offense and i think that the you know the Dallas defense is still kind of figuring themselves out after that Diggs injury. So um, they're going to miss Diggs again this week. And then, you know, I think eventually they're going to kind of adjust and the defense will get back to where it was, but it's going to take them a minute.
1: Cardinals travel to the 49ers. It's a big number. Cardinals are getting 14 on the road here. And I think a lot of people are going to say, give me those points. Mm hmm. I smell a blowout, my friend. Ooh. I smell a 38-21 Ooh. type of score. Okay, And I think that the, the the market would say take those points, but I think the 49ers are really clicking right now. And it seems like Ayuk is going to be back. And I think Debo's questionable, which is not great, but I think he's going to be back too um, uh, and play in this one. So I'm going to say uh, 49ers to cover a chunky spread. I, I don't think we're going to see that one the same, though.
2: That's right. Yeah, I want 14 points if I can get them for free. Yeah, there definitely. Um, they're just because the Cardinals, I think, will have enough to keep it close, mm-hmm. even if they maybe are never in a position where it looks like they're going to win.
1: I just feel like the Cardinals are due. They've been so feisty, they're due for a clunker, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, Jets uh, host the Taylor Swift-led uh, Chiefs in a primetime Sunday night slot. Chiefs are laying nine, and I think I'm very comfortable taking it. I think I'm comfortable taking it. I don't think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be anywhere from like 28, 17. Like I just, I feel like there's so many scores when I think about this game that, that the Chiefs win by 10, even if it doesn't feel like they dominate it, they still win by 10 because Zach Wilson's awful and the Chiefs' defense has been really good. And I do think that the Chiefs can still get to 28 points, 24, 28 while holding um, the Jets in place. So I know, I know you're you're the guy that loves points, but I'm going to bucket twice here and say. Chiefs cover that nine, uh, that, that number that's at nine right now. It might be different in some other places, but I feel
2: like yeah, nine, nine far. and a half. But literally yeah. everything you said is exactly why I'm laying the points too. <laughs>
1: okay, I love it. I, <laughs> I, it I think this
2: is the game because it's a national Sunday night broadcast where the Zach Wilson experiment has to end because they just can't keep, they yeah. can't keep doing it anymore because the defense will basically go on strike. A lot it's, of booing. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really, really ugly. And the Chiefs, yeah. like you said, the Chiefs defense will embarrass Zach Wilson.
1: Seahawks, Giants. We get one Monday night game. We're back to the normal uh one Monday night game. Maybe we get the do we get the Manning Cast back? Is all of that returning because of one game? I think we might. Yep. It's uh, every everybody loves the the, the two primetime New York teams here. You know, can't get enough of these two teams. The Seahawks are laying one and a half on the road, and I hate this Giants team. Um, like really hate them. So I'm gonna take I just don't believe in anything they're doing. Um and, and I and I I think the Seahawks cover it. I think they win by a field goal in this one. So I will take the road team here, uh, who's laying a point and a half or maybe two in some spots.
2: Yep, yeah, I I like the Seahawks as well. Um, this is another line that has bounced around uh, a pick in different ways. Um, opened Giants minus one. Now it's largely Seahawks minus one or one and a half. So yeah, uh, but yeah, the the Seahawks are just a better team. The Seahawks have a really good offense. The Giants have no good units to speak of so far this year so the fact that the giants were good last year and then the jets got aaron Rodgers means that they went they went full full serving of primetime games for both new york teams and the giants are taking a massive step back and aaron Rodgers is you know in a hospital bed still so it's not great from a tv watching standpoint
1: okay cheapest ticket of the slate we just talked about what's your guess cheapest get in ticket well give me broncos bears Good guess. Uh, Bears fans are still addicted because it's at $98. That's, That's well crazy. above the average. That's, they need to get help. They need help. Um, $24 or pounds to get into this Jags. Oh, Falcons no. Game? Oh, yeah. no. That's interesting, right? Um, That's 20, embarrassing, what, what frankly. Is that? Why are what's we doing pounds, this? What's the pounds conversion?
2: Uh, well, that would be like 30 pounds. Okay. Like, no, pounds? V- vice versa. Twenty. If it's dollars, then it would be cheaper. It would be like 18 pounds. Okay. It's it's Canadian currency, right? That is a little different on the higher side, right? Uh
1: yeah. I think they convert a little higher. I don't know. This is why people listen. Just this insight yeah. we're getting. Yeah,
2: you. well, we we talk about foreign exchange currency a lot.
1: Yep. $67 to get into Browns Ravens. Um the hmm. the, the the second closest was forty-one dollars Colts Rams.
2: Yeah, to get sense. into
1: that one. Um I thought Panthers would have been my guess. It's 43, so they're right on the cusp. Most expensive ticket. Give me your guess.
2: Uh boy i would have said packers lions but that's already in the past so let's see here give me one second let me just uh, scroll through these games one last time to remind myself of who's playing and <laughs> i will say commander's eagles that's a great random guess it is
1: 191 that is the most expensive ticket i would have never gone there personally because it just doesn't have an it's not an inspiring, yeah, inspiring F-
2: matchup divisional For game philly, philly fans
1: Billy fans go a little crazy. I would have um, been the person to guess the Bills ticket would have been the most expensive, and uh, according to these metrics here, it is uh, second. It's
2: pretty close, 183. Yeah, that's a good guess, too, because that's a small
1: stadium. Not many... tickets over hundred the only other ticket over a hundred dollars sitting right now is chargers raiders for all the raiders fans to get in so um yeah anyway all right we're out of here this is the end of the pod andrew and i are going to do a little bit more of this gambling stuff maybe have a little more fun with it spice up some of the conversation around the end of these where we just sort of talk about um why we're interested in games i think it's fun to pick the line so uh, appreciate you guys stopping by checking out today's show and for andrew being here as well and doing it and we will check in with you guys with brad ward for your sunday game day show um, that is, uh, available for you tomorrow morning. Otherwise, continue to rate and review the pod. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate you. Have a great Saturday and we'll go brown.
2: So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out